welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Emma Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about renewing your interest-only term. So we often talk about using an interest-only loan when you're a property investor, especially if you have your own personal mortgage. And so I'm going to read you a question that's come from a listener of the show, Vince, who said, look, my rate is now up for renewal. I'm looking at locking in for 12 months at 2.44%. Now, my interest-only term runs out in 10 months, which is what's been set up in the past. What's the best way to manage this? Now, the thing that, Vince, you've got to really realise is if you now fix your interest rate for 12 months, once your interest-only term runs out in 10 months, those last two months, you're paying principal and interest. Yes, yes. And so this is actually something that I see a little bit of. And this is where interest-only terms and fixed terms come out of alignment. And this could happen because someone chooses an 18-month term or something like that, and then they go into a three-year term. And it's probably going to happen a little bit five years from now, because I imagine what's going to happen is we're going to see people fixing for a year for maybe, say, the next three years. And then people might fix long and low. So let's say you go one year, one year, one year, and then you go five years, total of eight years. Now, the problem with that last five-year term is you might have exhausted three of your one-year terms of your five-year interest-only period. You might be two years into that five-year term for the next remaining term. Jeez, I hope everyone's drinking every time I say the word term in this episode. And then all of a sudden for the last three years, you're paying down principal and you can get really stuck, which is a much more severe term than drink, than this example where it's only two months. So it's really important that these things coincide. So firstly, one thing I would say, Vince, is when you do your refix now, negotiate your interest-only extension now as well. So get the bank to renew your five-year interest-only term. So I don't have to wait till the five years run out before I renegotiate? Absolutely not. No, you can do that at any time. And so I would try and do that. Now, it depends a little bit on who your bank is as to whether or not they'll do that. So generally speaking, in the good old days, if you had an investment property and you came up to the end of your five-year term and you said, well, it's still an investment property, the banks would tick a box and renew you for another five years, and that would just carry on. So long as you were making your payments. If you were making your payments, then no problem. However, nowadays, this good old thing called the Responsible Lending Code means that banks have to make some really irresponsible decisions, in my opinion. One of those decisions is if you don't meet the servicing criteria anymore, then they're going to put you on principal and interest to pay down the loan. Now, why does that not make sense? Well, if you can't make servicing on their calculators, the principal payments are going to make it much more unaffordable for you. But this is just the rationale of banks. So it could well be that you don't meet the servicing criteria anymore. You can often get an exemption, again, by, say, just giving them a bit of an overview of how you're intending to repay that loan. Because a big part of this is the bank's understanding, well, you've got to repay the loan at some stage. How are you going to do that? Now, with your own house, you do have to repay it because you're still going to need a place to live. With an investment property, you're probably going to sell that one stage. So you can say, hey, I intend on repaying this when I sell the rental property, when I retire in 15 years' time. I'm not intending on repaying it with my own cash. However, there is one bank... BNZ, who are very, very difficult when it comes to renewing interest-only terms at the moment. Even if you meet their criteria, often they will say no. 
So it's just something to be aware of. So Vince, if you're with BNZ, it could well be that they say no. In that instance, what you might do is might say, well, I'm happy to suck up the two extra months worth of principal payments and then I'm going to refinance it to another bank if the BNZ are still being challenging at that stage. It might be that you're not with BNZ, so it might not apply. Now let me ask you this, Andrew. You talked about saying to the bank, I intend to repay the mortgage once I sell the house. Now, in previous episodes and on our webinars, we've talked about the fact that if you say to a bank that you intend to sell a property in the future, you may trigger the intention test because you've then said that your intention is to sell this property. Yeah, great question, Ed. It's not actually around your intention to sell. Your intention to sell is fine. Your intention to sell and make a profit and derive an income from that. That's what the intention test is covering. So you're not saying you're going to intend you know, making half a million dollars and then putting that in the bank. It's whether or not you've got the intention of selling it. That's absolutely fine. And the other thing at the moment, and this is something really important if you're negotiating this with the bank yourself and maybe not using a broker who specializes in investment property lending, is you need to explain to the bank that actually a lot of properties are now quite profitable. Now, if they're making a profit, a cash profit from week to week, you have to pay tax on that profit. And so if you turn it into a principal and interest loan, you might be cash flow negative, but remember your principal payments, they're not tax deductible. So it could be that you're cash flow negative, but from the IRD's eyes, you're actually cash flow positive. So you lose out twice. You have cash flow going out on a weekly basis because you're topping up the mortgage and then you've got to pay the tax at the end of the financial year and so that's a really not a great position to be in. And these are the sorts of arguments that you find are working well with banks and getting it over the line? Absolutely. So what I find when I'm working with investors and they're having challenges with renewing their interest only is it's just about giving the bank a deeper understanding of what the big picture is. And part of what we might do for investors is go to the accountant and get a letter from them saying, hey, I've reviewed the client's position and it is tax inefficient to pay down this loan. And then I will go to the bank or, or I will have a conversation with the bank and say, hey, if you don't like this, Kiwi Bank are more than happy to take this loan on. And actually, five years is a great number because I've worked out if a property goes up by 5% a year over five years, that property has enough equity, generally speaking, to move that to another bank even if you borrowed 100% because you used an existing security property to buy that property in the first place, you can pick up that loan, move it somewhere else, and you're at an acceptable LVR mostly to be able to put that at another bank completely unencumbered to your other properties. And so that's great. Now, I was also going to ask, Andrew, when I go and renew this interest-only loan, what happens there? What do I need to do every five years? So at the moment, now with the Responsible Lending Code, if a bank's going to renew their interest only, what you'll find is they will ask for a full mortgage application. They're going to assess your servicing again. And one of my investors came in the other day and she'd got a default letter from the bank letting her know that her interest only was renewing. And it was a very extensive list of things that they wanted. So they wanted to know her assets and liabilities, their income, wanted to know their expenses. They wanted to see their bank statements, see their rental statements, 
everything. So it's as if they're applying for a whole new mortgage. Now, as it happens, I just referred them on to someone else to take care of that, one of the mortgage brokers that we work with, because I know that there's things that potentially might trip them up. For example, making higher repayments on their personal mortgage, like we spoke about in the previous episode, that I'd want to address before the bank just says no outright, because getting a no and turning into a yes is much harder than just getting a yes the first time around. So they will be asking for a full application. They will be asking to see your income. Right now, if your industry is affected by COVID, they're probably going to ask a little bit about that. They're going to want to see verification of your income, including your rental income and they're going to know what all your cost things are per week. Now the last thing that I just want to mention as well and this was the question or conversation Vince and I were having over text was you know their intention is to have an interest only loan for as long as possible potentially 30 years was the conversation and the truth of the matter is we don't know what bank policies are going to be in 20 or 30 years and it may not be possible to continually get interest only loan after interest only loan. Well it might not be with your bank today. We've got lots of banking options in New Zealand and non-bank lenders. You can pick it up and move it at any time, but that's where you need to be really careful that you're not bound by a fixed term interest rate that's going to trigger a break fee by moving it prematurely. So that's where you have to be really strategic around that. And you also need to be strategic around how much lending you have at a particular bank. You want to be able to have that property discharged without having to discharge others potentially as well. And that can always be a bit of a challenge as well. If you've got all your eggs in one basket and you try and move one property because the bank said no to renewing interest only, they might not discharge it. And so that's what you've got to be really, really careful about. Discharge? Discharge as in move their security. So when you sell a property or move it to another bank, they discharge the what is the registered mortgage on that, the mortgage on the title. And so these are just things to consider. This is why I think if you're a sophisticated investor, and I know Vince, you would absolutely use a mortgage broker to help you out with all of this stuff because you want them to tell the best story to get this across the line. And look, to be honest, I think you will be able to get interest only forever. It's just you need to be strong strategic and be able to move lending if required. And one promising thing, this whole responsible lending code, look, I think banks should be responsible, but this is something where I think they've missed the mark. And something that's quite exciting, Australia basically implemented this before us, which is pretty much how these things happen. And then it flows through to the banks that are owned by Australians. Australia have actually gone full circle on this legislation that they've put in place. And I expect there might be some softening around bank policy in New Zealand as a result. And it was only a few years ago you could get a 30-year interest-only loan with Westpac. No problem when you signed up for it. So long as it's an investment property and not your owner-occupied property, because that's a different story, I think you should be okay having this forever if you're strategic. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast really helps us get the message out to more people and hey if you've got a topic like Vince did that you want us to talk about on the show send us a text whip out your phone our number is 5522 we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast I'm your host Ed McKnight and I'm Andrew Nichols and we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.